Welcome, one and all, across the Alpha Quadrant and beyond, as Fantastic Geek talks Star Trek. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hailing frequencies are open. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to talk about the big San Diego Comic-Con from home Star Trek panel. And Pete, it has been so well received. A glowing article in Deadline talking about Stargate Atlantis's reunion panel that they did. The memories shared. Bob Picardo there talking about his time on the show and so forth. Stargate Atlantis? Oh, you know, Pete, there was a glowing Deadline article about the Stargate Atlantis reunion panel. Let me just quick check Deadline. Oh, Deadline's coverage of this Star Trek uh, at San Diego Comic-Con panel is a rewording of the press release. Let me just go over and check the Hollywood Reporter. Oh, the Hollywood Reporter has no coverage of this. Pete, let me remind you, there is no PR problem when it comes to Star Trek on Paramount+. Plus. Well, thank goodness our listeners, fans of Star Trek Lower Decks, future fans of Star Trek Prodigy, definite fans of Discovery, Strange New Worlds, Picard, have us to turn to. Now, Pete, I'm having a little fun here at the uh, at the expense of uh, Paramount Plus PR. I will say this. Uh, a month ago, even a couple of weeks ago, this panel was the Star Trek Universe panel. Uh, and leading up to San Diego Comic-Con at home, it was reworked to be Paramount Plus Animation with Lower Decks Prodigy and then two other non-Star Trek uh, items. I do get that. I understand that um, there has been several delays in shooting Star Trek Discovery due to uh, whether it's COVID slowdown or, you know, a pause because there's been a positive case or something like that. I think first and foremost for any live action show should not be the bottom line. The first and foremost should not be, but wait, the streaming calendar and so forth. Got to keep people safe. Got to do it in a way that makes sense. Um, particularly for shows like Discovery and Strange New Worlds that are filming um, in Canada, which is not the hinterlands, but they might have, and not might have, I think they have a different, uh, or rather had a different uh, vaccine availability compared to the initial rollout in this country and so forth. So safety first, and if this week uh, Paramount Plus can't tell us when um, Discovery is going to return for sure, if they don't know for sure, that's okay. They get a pass this time because COVID is still a thing. It's a real thing. It is. I mean, David Ayala had tweeted out a screenshot, presumably from a shooting script, end of season four, within the last week. That doesn't necessarily mean that they've finished it. He could be reading it. Uh, They're getting close. It makes sense that they wouldn't all, I mean, San Diego Comic-Con's not a physical situation this year. But, like, you could get them together over the Zoom, but maybe they're so close they didn't want to have to, all right, everybody, we're going to do this over the weekend and then finish off the last six days of shooting. They're close. Uh, They've said they'd come out this year. That's not etched in stone, Matt, that Strange New Worlds has wrapped with the promise that they have some slight pickup stuff. I have to wonder if it's at all on the table that they flip-flop. 
Yeah, I would agree. It, I think to any of us who, you know, who watch the world of Hollywood um, and kind of have a general sense of about how long it takes to do a season of, of these shows, whether it's 10 episodes, 12, whatever it might be. um, I, I I think that it's not, there's not a reliable rule of thumb to say what is appropriate in COVID distancing and all of that Um, add to it. Discovery really has been filming for a long time. Uh, I believe they started November, December or so, and they're supposed to wrap up um, in, you know, it's been pushed back a couple of times, but in August or September. So I would not rule out the possibility that Discovery has more than 13 episodes. Now, if they come out with 13 episodes, I think we'll just say, okay, large show, large behind the scenes crew, um, large cast, which oftentimes you're going to need to have on screen in the bridge stuff. You're not going to do all, you know, Burnham's on the planet by herself with a small camera crew. Um, so I get that. If you need to slow down, that's fine. Um, but I think to your point, Pete, less episodes of Strange New Worlds for sure at 10 episodes versus 13, question mark, for Discovery. Um, if that's pointing towards Strange New Worlds coming out first, you know, Pete, I'll use my favorite Pete-ism, no wine before it's time, even if it is Chateau <laughs> uh, Pike. Well, so long as it's not a soup sandwich. Uh, indeed that would just show a broken uh, a broken replicator um but you know so again with all of that pete even how they are how they're doing the pr for i don't mean to say pr exactly although i guess it is pr i mean let me this way it was weird to get a picard trailer for sure that season two of picard is coming out after after strange new worlds and or discovery so the fact that they're kind of doing that I get that Picard, in terms of overall buzz, maybe in terms of viewing numbers, I don't know. I get that Picard kind of has become the jewel in the crown because it is Picard and it's Data and who will you know and and, and Riker and Troy and, and all of that. Um, so let's just hope they know what they're doing. And if for some reason they don't, then you know what, Pete, Viacom CBS gets gobbled up by Apple or Amazon or Comcast or somebody. And, you know, maybe one day the Star Trek step through the Guardian of Forever and they find themselves transported to, what's that? The office or something like that. Who knows? <laughs> well, what we did get, and maybe the, the closest to the office in terms of Star Trek, was the Star Trek Lower Decks panel, which produced a really fun trailer as we're now, Matt, you know, inside of three weeks from uh, Star Trek Lower Decks season two. I suspect that I, uh, if I were to go back and listen to some of the, you know, countdown to season one of Lower Decks podcasts that we did this time last year, um, there probably was a cautious optimism there. Here we are a season later. I can't tell you how excited I am for season two of Lower Decks. I kind of like I like that the show is slightly lower stakes. You know what I mean? Like it does not need to update me and give me the full closure on, you know, whatever did happen to Reginald Barclay and why hasn't he shown up in Picard season? Well, he showed up in Picard season two. But this is just, let's go out and have some Star Trek fun. And it still is characters in Lower Decks that I really, really care about. It's story arcs that were surprisingly powerful last summer and into last fall. And I can't wait to see where the crew of the Cerritos uh, 
you know where they're up to and meet this new security guy who's uh you know speaks entirely in metaphor and just the yeah, whole line marion yeah like I, i'm i pete uh my walls fall open for it <laughs> uh it's a it's a great addition i'm super excited to see how they're gonna go at that um again with a character made famous from uh Darmok. um but I mean, this show's a known quantity now, and to have a couple trailers, to have this panel, and not be concerned that there's a potential cringe factor, that it could seem too over the top, everything about that show was lovingly, and I think reservedly done, um... And now this second season, they can push them. I mean, they broke up the team. They put Boiler, Boimler um, on the Titan. Uh, obviously, they're going to find some ways to get him back to interact. Uh, they've been renewed for a third season, despite what the Red Woman and, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, all the other. Uh, Tiny uh, Doom, as we like to call him around <laughs> here to be family friendly and also psychologically accurate. Yeah, all, all the other naysayers would tell you. Um, super excited to see this and, and the promise of even more Trek to come. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't wait to be back at the Cerritos. I feel like Mike McMahon just has, he, he has the perfect pulse on, I was going to say on Star Trek, I uh, I mean, I, I think I like Discovery most out of out of the the Kurtz Trek era, but Mike McMahon knows what he wants to do for his slice of Star Trek, as you said, Pete. Uh, it's a known quantity. Lower Decks is, and I'm just ready for it. I'm I'm remembering back to those ten episodes and kind of like, okay, we're, you know, of course, there's the get to know you factor in the first episode, then. When, the second episode is never as good as the first one because you don't have the wonder of who are these people anymore and you're settling into the routine of it all. But episode after episode from that first season, it's just fun. It's light. But then, as I said before, there's also moments that are very, very touching and very, very heartfelt. And to know that there's a third season coming, to know that the show has just kind of been in this nonstop um, production, I think that's good too because it's not a case of like, Oh man! Well, all the animators are all, you're all the all, all all the sketch artists, uh, you know the the pre visualization people. Well, they all went home because it's wrapping production. No, they're working on season three. So if all of a sudden yeah. somebody says, "Oh man, episode two hundred nine, the ending doesn't work," you have everybody there, kind of in peak lower decks form, to go in and and make changes. It's the ultimate vote of confidence, and I think they've struck a great balance between the material. And the tone, because let's be honest, we were unsure how that was going to go. And that's why I think the, the known commodity thing is so important. Now they can begin to push things. Uh, again, that you're making the decision not to have the lower deck crew all together at the start of the season until whatever ways that they will bring them together uh, for, you know, adventures and to see them adventure in different locales simultaneously you know would we have just a titan episode and and now you know with frakes and uh certus you know more involved obviously than in the first season the potential there 
just super, super excited for this to come back. The cast is so enthusiastic and, and bubbly um, and with good reason. It's 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 a fun little show, man. And if you're going to be grouchy about this, then, you know, you got a lot to be grouchy about. Yeah, like it's in the name Lower Decks. Like it's not <laughs> meant to be. It's not meant to be. It's not it, Hamlet, man. Yeah. Except except the the movie episode that was <laughs> Hamlet. <laughs> and even that it was it, it was poking fun and having poking fun at and having fun with all Star Trek um in, in its many forms. So uh, Pete speaking of the different forms of Star Trek at this um Star Trek I mean Paramount Plus animation panel um there also was some time devoted towards uh Star Trek Prodigy which uh, had been destined to premiere on Nickelodeon, now is going to be a Paramount Plus for a surezy this fall, uh, then will make its way to Nickelodeon They uh, in, in the new year. They stressed that there's kind of um, less Star Trek elements to it because this is potentially the first time some young people will be entering into Star Trek, but as the season unfolds, they'll be getting more into the ship Starfleet, um, that kind of... Um, the kind of ethos to it all. Um, Pete, shades of, we're going to call it Enterprise because we want to get more viewers than you lot, and we're not going to call it Star Trek Enterprise. Um, made me think of that, but I know what this show is meant to do. It's meant to appeal to a younger audience. So, Pete, I don't need to love every decision that they make, uh, and that's okay. And again, we're going to check it out. I'm not going to commit to watching all of it at this point, but I've watched every episode of star trek to date so i'm not quite sure how bad it'd have to be to scare me off i think it all makes sense now in terms of the animation and clearly some of the um the short treks may have been like tests in terms of what they were going to do here uh which is fine rather than, you know, commit to a full-on thing without being able to check it out. It's a little wonky that they don't show you Janeway in the the little tease, but they give you the dialogue. Okay. Uh, could be a, another twist coming on the hologram reveal from, I mean, what was that? Uh, First Contact Day. They gave us that news. But all right, let's let's give it an opportunity, just like everything else. And I mean, you mentioning First Contact Day, I think that that's part of the reason why in my mind, um, the evolution of this Star Trek panel into Paramount Plus Animation, why it gets it gets a bit of a pass. Um, fair is fair. The Kurtz Trek era, especially in the last two years, they've done a great job um Choosing their own dates, you know, choosing First Contact Day, choosing Star Trek Day and things like that. Uh, it kind of mimics, you know, what Apple has done, what other companies have done, where they've said, we're not going to necessarily stick to your convention schedule. We're going to stick to to our schedule. And, you know, it's obviously a little bit it's still some firm dates in terms of, you know, First Contact Day is First Contact Day. But at least, like, you know, it's coming up well in advance. You can go. Uh, yeah, we're not, we're not ready to share footage of uh, Strange New Worlds. So. What can we do? We're going to do a skit. We're going to do an, whatever it is. We're going to do a poster reveal, whatever it is you can kind of manage, manage it on your own terms. And indeed, Pete, on that note, you know, this time last year, um, we were getting ready for season one of Lower Decks, as I said earlier. I think 
I think at most it's it's like a week later. It's maybe six, five, six days later. Like it's basically this season of Lower Decks is coming out, you know, at the same point in August. I think it was August 8th last year. This year it's coming out, uh, what, August 12th, something like that. We, of course, last fall had the role, uh, the role from Lower Decks to Discovery. Pete, when do you think we see the next live action um, Star Trek, knowing that Lower Decks episode 210 comes on October 14th? I'm going to say in November. That works. That, that'll be interesting, along with the other things that we podcast, Ms. Marvel, Hawkeye, Boba Fett, all in the fall to winter time um, stretch there. But yeah, let's add some Star Trek to the mix. Pete, we did it last year. We can do it again. There's no reason that uh, Fantastic Geek can't watch some stuff and talk about it for all the people who listen, for our patrons, all of that. Uh, so bring it on. These are great problems to have. And certainly our Lower Decks coverage, if you if you didn't know it, uh, we've spun out our Lower Decks feed to its own place on Apple Podcasts. So uh, if you're listening to this on the Discovery feed, we'll give you we'll give you maybe one more reminder as Lower Decks starts. Uh, of course, if you're listening on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, you get all that we do sent there. And then if uh, you're listening to this solely on the Lower Decks feed, uh, welcome. We are very animated for the show to start. <laughs> See what I did there, Pete? I did. And, you know, it was something again, you know, not that we didn't have the confidence, but we thought, all right, let's. Let's do this through the other podcast feeds. Uh, no, they have earned Lower Decks has earned rightfully so its own Fantastic Geek podcast feed. And certainly the confidence that our listeners have in us, especially those who go to patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek to help keep the warp core thrumming away there. That is appreciated as well as we remain listener supported for this upcoming uh, animation block. You know, we're going to have Lower Decks. Uh, we're going to have What If over on the Marvel side. It's going to be interesting doing two animated shows a week. Um, and again, all of that made possible by those who support us on Patreon. Absolutely. Uh, could be in the form of exclusives, things that will only ever be on Patreon, like one we just put up with a serious Marvel scoop that I gotten from uh, a performer on set or it could be early listens or other types of opportunities. It takes just a dollar to get you in that door. Uh, so go to patreon.com slash fantastic geek with the PH all one word today. Pete, let's keep hailing frequencies open as we count down to lower decks. How can people be in touch with you? You can find me on Twitter at Peter P I E T E R J K T L A R K E T E L A A R. 12,049 followers can't be wrong and while i'm personally on twitter is looking back lost do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com check us out on twitter instagram and gmail where we are fantastic geek as well but wait there's more facebook.com slash fantastic geek with the ph again one word like it today so again, Lower Decks fans, we will we'll, we'll probably do a season two proper countdown uh, in the in the coming you know week and a half or so. But certainly Lower Decks coverage uh, returning uh, on eight fifteen uh, August fifteenth as uh, we start to make our way through the second season of Lower Decks. With that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Talk to you soon. <laughs>